Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to continue what we kicked off last week, which is a series of episodes having to do with relationships, uh, friendship, marriage, and just basic relationship issues like relational viruses and loving hard to love people. Those are upcoming episodes that we'll we'll, uh, dig into. And last week we kicked it off with myths about relationships. And this week I want to talk about, last week we said 10 myths uh, about healthy relationships. This week, 10 relationship destroyers and how to avoid them. How do we avoid these things that can really destroy relationships and especially uh, the marriage relationship, the most important. I don't think that is arguable that that's if you are married, that's your most significant, not your only, but it's your most significant relationship for sure. So we're going to jump into that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you about something that's really exciting. I've been talking now for the last couple months about my new book. This is Living Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith. And um, we were waiting and the publisher was waiting on Amazon. They discounted it for a short time and, and but just for a short time rest of the time it's been full price so the the publisher has decided that they are going to give a, a special discount through a promo code so the promo code is 25 inspire like all caps 25 all caps inspire and that 25 is 25 percent off the cost of the book so um it's really a fantastic deal you have a hardcover book with uh, color on every page, beautiful, beautiful book, and you can get it. It's pretty reasonably, a lot of hardcover books uh, are over. The ones I've written before have always been over $20, $22, something like that. But the book is $17.99 to begin with, and then you're going to get 25% off of that. So it's a great deal. That is a promo code just for Amazon. And there's a place there when you go to checkout where you can put a promo code in. So you put in 25INSPIRE, all caps. It'll take 25% off the cost of the book and you will be good to go. So I hope that you will take advantage of it because it's just uh, such a a great, really a great way to to start your day. And it was just actually reading an article today and and where someone was saying, you know, how you start your day just sets up your whole day. It really just, it really doesn't. And I think that is just absolutely positively true. Let me actually quote it exactly. They said, how we choose to start our day seems to predict how the rest of the day will go. Man, that is solid. How we start our day predicts the right the way the rest of the day is going to go, and that's that's what happens. And so, if you start your day with a, a two and a half or three minute reading, a devotion, a meditation to just get your mind in the right set, you know, mindset correct, and just really get yourself going, I think it will really help you so much. So. This is Living Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith by Rick McDaniel on Amazon. Go there, use the promo code 25INSPIRE, and you will get a great deal. And you'll be able to start uh, reading the book. And uh, it's in stock, and they can deliver it quickly. So I hope you'll take advantage of it. I think you'll really, really, really enjoy it. So uh, that's the that's the good news that we've got going. Of course, uh, again, I'm on every uh week monday through friday on pray radio and the pray app uh, 
daily devotions with Rick McDaniel. Just look me up under the channels and you'll see daily devotions. I also have the uh, reading plan called This is, Li- this is Living Five Days of Inspiration, which is on the YouVersion app, the Bible app, YouVersion. So you can just type in This is Living and it'll come up as a plan and you can do a five-day plan of reading uh, for five days. It's inspirational devotion. So that's exciting. So you've got that to take advantage of on my YouTube channel. You can watch messages that that I do. So there's lots of different ways. RickMcDaniel.com is the place to go. That's where you can find everything uh, that you need in, in one one stop. But those are some resources for you, as well as the great promo code. Okay, let's jump in today. 10 relationship destroyers. You know, many times when couples are struggling, they'll say things like we're too different. We've grown apart. Life has gotten the best of us. Sound familiar? I mean, you know, these are the things that, you know, you hear. Those are the things that are said. And and so uh, it's not easy to be married. I've been married a long time. And I can tell you firsthand, it is not easy to have a long-term relationship. It's just not because so many things happen. So many things change. Uh, there are many factors that can get in the way of a, of a good marriage relationship. And so if, if the marriage is going to survive, and, and I would say you don't want your marriage to just survive, you want it to thrive, then there are some relationship destroyers that you've got to be on the lookout for. I mean, these are the things that are really going to mess up your marriage. They are going to mess up your relationship if you don't uh, watch out for them. So here's 10 of them. So first is not prioritizing your relationship. I mean, that's just where it it begins the relationship stress that uh, takes place many times is about the relationships around your relationship. In other words, parents, in-laws, children, if you have children, siblings, friends, you, you become uh, a really, you know, one, you become married, make the commitment to lifelong relationship, you've chosen something. And what you've chosen is to put your spouse first. That's the first priority. Healthy marriages learn to choose the spouse above all others. So that's really where it, it has to start. And, and, you know, if you're not ready to do that, then don't get married. You know, like if you're dating right now, maybe even engaged uh, and you know, you're like, well, I got my friends and my family is really important to me. And again, family should be important to you. But, you know, again, how how significant um, and just take it from somebody who's married over 100 couples. So I have brought a lot of couples through pre-marriage. So I, I've seen a lot of things. And I'm telling you, there are some people that are just not ready to be married because they're because they're not ready to make the marriage the number one priority. They, they, they're not ready to prioritize the marriage the way it must be prioritized if it is going to be successful. There's just no way around this. There's no way to sugarcoat this. If you don't make the relationship uh, your priority, and you allow friends or family or whatever else, job, career, your own hobbies, it, it just doesn't work. And you say, well, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make that. Then, then that's, you've answered it. Then don't get married. You know, then that's not, until you're ready to do that, it would be best not to. 
than to think that somehow you're going to um, make a marriage relationship work without having it be the priority in your life. Second destroyer, not taking time for intentional communication. Depending on what study you read, you know, it's pretty discouraging, but some say that the average couple in terms of quality conversation, this would not be, you know, like uh, you're going to, you know, uh, simple things like can take out the garbage or what time we're going to be home tonight. But the, there's only a few minutes a day where couples really talk about things that matter. And uh, man, I tell you what, you know, life gets busy and then you stop connecting uh, with one another, the person that you're in love with, the person that's supposed to be the most important person in, in, in your life. And, and here's the thing, and this is a life principle, by the way, it applies to this, applies to a lot of other things. There's no such thing as living in neutral. You know, you're either going forward or you're going backwards. I mean, I know a lot of people would like to believe there's such a thing as neutral, but there, there really isn't. You're either going forward. Now, sometimes you're going forward slowly or backward slowly. But now drifting happens. I, I did episodes. You can go back and find them on this podcast on drifting specifically. But drifting happens when you stop moving forward. It'll take place. It'll it can shock you. It'll surprise you, but it'll happen. So you have to understand that. You need to keep communicating. Take the time to connect and communicate. I had for years something called, uh, it's totally unromantic, but I called it the weekly, uh, <laughs> our weekly marriage meeting. Um, and I'd have lunch every Friday with my wife. And that purpose of that lunch was to, to, to connect and to communicate and to make sure that we talked about things like schedule side of this very busy schedule. And I, I wanted my wife to sort of know what was going on. And when we had children talk about the, when the kids were at home and for of course, long time talking about things involving them, their schedule, but also talking about other, you know, things that are important as well in terms of, you know, where maybe there was, uh, uh, some things that we needed to talk about that were more um, maybe serious, for lack of a better way of saying it, where, you know, we just needed to clear the air about things or whatever it might be. And so it's just really important to make the time for communication. Here's another destroyer taking the stresses of life out on each other. I mean, it's just super easy to do. Get in the habit of holding things in, you know, and then when we're in the safety and comfort of our own home, then we we let it out. And I've lived a public life my entire adult life, my entire adult life. I've been in a in a public role, public figure. Of course, it got bigger through the years. Um, and when you're in that role, I mean, you just really have to uh, you really have to be careful and and how you conduct yourself. And I, I would be the first one to admit that when I got home, sure, that was like the, 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 the release valve, the safety valve to say, OK, but that's, <laughs> you know, it's not good. It's not good. That's not that's not that when I've done that, it, it's not gone well. It's, it's not been a, a positive thing. So whether it's illness, financial problems, uh, 
issues involving grief or, or loss, whatever it might be, instead of stress pulling you apart, it can pull you together. How? By relying on each other, by sharing it and, and carrying the burden or carrying the load together instead of carrying it by yourself. That's the beauty of being in a relationship is it gives you the opportunity to share the burden instead of trying to carry it on your own. So share, but don't take the stress out on each other. Another one is the succumbing to uh, social media. You can call it addiction or, you know, whatever attraction, strong attraction. I think addiction is such a strong word. But I mean, listen, I mean, really, it's 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 possible that one of the relationship destroyers is sitting in your pocket. In this world of technology, you know, carrying your phone with you everywhere you go and Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, you name it, you know, keep going, whatever it might be. And um, it's it's just it, it can just be hours upon hours upon hours. You know, we've all seen it. You know, you got a couple and they're, and they're sitting together at a restaurant and they're both looking at their phone, you know, like that's kind of like the classic picture, right? Like that isn't good. That you don't go out on a date together to each look at your phone. So the idea of unplugging and disconnecting and shutting down and just saying, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm 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 going to go from the inanimate to the intimate. Oh, that's good. Inanimate to the intimate. Let me just pause here. I should have said this earlier. These ideas, and I'm doing a number of episodes uh, on relationships and a lot of it, it will be on material that I've developed over many, many years. But this, I read this article on relationship killers by Deborah Filetta and it was um, in relevant magazine. And that is, I'm using her, her ideas today. Uh, usually I use my own uh, or I, I uh, take, you know, do research, take, different ideas and put them all together. But I really liked what she did here. And uh, so uh, certainly have my own uh, spin on it, my own take on it would be a better way to say it. But these these primary ideas come from her and uh, just want to acknowledge that. So social media, it just can take over. It can just take over. It's so insidious how uh, how that can happen. So you just have to really guard against it. And, and, and you know, again, unplug, disconnect, shut down. Just say, hey, we're not going to sit here and um, be connected to social media all the time. Another relationship destroyer is just, just a classic. And, and that, you know, we talked about prioritizing the relationship. But this is another version of it, and that is refusing to put the other person first. I mean, marriage is just really, (laughs) it's all about dealing with your own self-orientation. Marriage is about turning the focus off of yourself. It is a giant lesson and how not to be self-oriented, self-centered and selfish. That's, that's, That's what it does. It, it 
it, putting someone else first is an incredibly difficult thing to do. It's just it's just against our natural inclination to look out for self. And so marriage is about saying, I'm going to put somebody else first above myself. And that is not an easy thing to do. Because it is not an easy thing to do, it is one of the great challenges. Could have made this number one started with this I mean it's just prioritizing the relationship and then putting the other person first I mean each time that we you know put ourselves first we're essentially putting the marriage second I mean that's just that's just the hard cold facts of of the matter now again you say hey I you know I need my own time I need my alone time I, I you know I need to have that yeah I'm not saying you can't have that and I'm not saying that you know marriage it means you lose who you are but, but marriage is about putting someone else ab- above yourself. It's about being willing to have it another way besides your way. Now, again, it can't always go that way. Sometimes it, it's got to go your way. Sometimes it goes your spouse's way. But you can't, can't, as I said last week, you know, it's not a competition. You can't keep score and you have to be willing to to do that, to put the other person's needs first. Here's another destroyer harboring a grudge. It's just, it's one of these things. The Bible talks about a root of bitterness. I mean, I just think it's just picture it, right? Picture roots of a tree, how they go out and down. I mean, that's like what bitterness does. It just, it just, it just spreads and then it just wraps itself all around your heart and it'll just choke the love right out of you if you let it. Forgiving is one thing, forgetting is another. You know, when you hold on to hurts, those hurts this become bitterness. You know, forgiving is, is not about excusing someone. It's, uh, it's really about freeing ourselves from the the desire to get back or to have someone else pay for their indiscretion, their sin, their mistake, whatever you want to call it. God forgives us. We have to forgive other people. That's that's just that's just basically what it comes down to. It, there has to be a willingness on our part to not only to forgive, but again, to forget to to let it go, because if we hold on to it, what it does is it's just like it builds up a wall. And then, you know, you go back to these things like, um, you know, we're, we just don't feel it anymore. I don't feel it. We're not in love anymore. You know, like love mysteriously left the relationship. It didn't leave. You built up things that are restricting its ability to flow. That's that's very different. So you got to make sure you don't do that. And one of the ways you make sure you don't do that is not to hold on to grudges that that will get into your heart and into your life and and just really mess up your your marriage in in a huge huge way. Here's another destroyer: uh, not setting healthy boundaries. You know, we've got to have boundaries around our marriage and, and we got to protect it. And that means protecting it from inappropriate interactions, 
It means protecting it for how, how you spend your time. It means protecting it from allowing your emotions to go somewhere where they shouldn't go. Because this is how you end up in having an affair. This is how you, you, you end up breaking trust in your relationship is because you, you violate those boundaries that are healthy. And that's, that's marriage. Marriage is about life. By, by the way, life is about having healthy boundaries and, and marriage is about the boundaries within your marriage. You got to do the right things, and then you have to keep out the wrong things. Both those things have to to happen, and I've been talking about doing the right things, and now it's it's a bit of a switch from offense to defense here to just say, okay, we've got to make sure that we also have this kind of defensive posture while we also have an offensive one. And you should be communicating, you should be forgiving and forgetting, you should be putting the other person first, you should be making sure that the relationship is a priority, you should be moving from an inanimate to intimate. I think that's a, a good little phrase. I'm going to have to use that one again. Get, a, get away from the inanimate and get into the intimate. Those are all good you might say offensive strategies for a former ball player, but boundaries is really about defense. In, in, in the boundary in football, we talk about the boundary, which is the sideline. You know, like there's a in defensive schemes, there's the boundary corner. This is the person closest to the sideline, and their responsibility is the is the the boundary. And in a zone defense, that's their responsibility. The boundary. We have to understand that a marriage has to have boundaries. And in sports, you know, you cross the boundary line and you're out of bounds and the play stops and that's how it has to be. So you've got to establish those boundaries. Here's another relationship destroyer for sure. And that's just holding on to the past. You know, really defining people, specifically in this case, your spouse by their past rather than who they are in the present. The past may impact our lives, but it will only control our present if we allow it to. And that, by the way, will work for your own personal understanding of yourself, not, not just the marriage, not just the relationship. I mean, you know, you can acknowledge your past and maybe mistakes that have been made, but it will only made, but will only control you in the present if you allow it to. You can move forward, and you can leave the past behind. It's absolutely crucial to be able to say, "Okay, I see what God is doing in the life of my spouse right now." And uh, that's what I'm going to focus on. If the past needs to be dealt with, we'll deal with it. But then we're moving forward. We're not going to be stuck in the past. We are going to move forward into the future of, of the good things that we have for us. So if you find yourself like in arguments or whatever, bringing up the past, not good. That's a relationship destroyer. 
And I can tell you, no one appreciates that. People do not appreciate having their past thrown up in their face as if they're not aware of it already or that they don't regret it or whatever the case may be. So you've got to say, I'm not going to hold on to that stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let the past control the present because it only does that if you allow it to be that way. So that's a big one. Real big relationship destroyer. Okay, here's another one. Tolerating little lies. Honesty in marriage, you know, it's it's really a big deal because trust is the foundation of any relationship. And then if this is the most significant relationship, and it is the marriage relationship, if you're married, it's the most significant. Doesn't mean you don't have friends. It doesn't mean you don't love your sisters, brothers, mother, father, whatever. But I mean, this is the person you spend the majority of your time with. It's the most important relationship. And if trust is the foundation of any relationship, then trust is enormously important in a marriage. So you say, well, you know, is a small lie as big as a big lie? Well, in the marriage, yeah. Because if if honesty is the chain that holds the marriage together and then you say remove a link... And you say, well, if remove one link or 10 links, well, it doesn't matter, does it? That's the small and big. It can be a small one, one link. It can be a big one, 10 links. But the bottom line is the the result's the same. The, the chain falls apart. It doesn't stay together. It doesn't need 10 links to come undone. It just needs one. If you're hiding things from your spouse, it's not it's not a good thing relationship that's riddled with dishonesty and deception is not really a true relationship. And and you read these studies, you know, the like people that, you know, and I read them, I read all this sort of stuff, you know, this percentage, I think 20 something percent. I read one time uh, spouses are hiding something in terms of finances or purchases I read one that went into the 40% and that one was like maybe a one, one time they did maybe had a purchase or something their spouse didn't know about. Maybe it's even higher than that. And uh, so it's just hugely important, but it, you know, it could be about money then it could be about any number of other things. But if you're not going to have honesty in your relationship, then Again, you really don't have the kind of healthy relationship that you should have. And then you don't have the trust that is foundational to a relationship. And boy, oh boy, we're in trouble now. So be honest with each other. It, it will bless your marriage and your relationship. And then pointing the finger, relationship destroyer, you know. It's so much easier to point the finger and shift blame. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it, right? I mean, you know, when you let go of your responsibility, then you, you've let go of, uh, of your relationship because no, no matter what the issue is, it's the both of you. The two become one. That's what the Bible says when you get married. The two become one. So it's not just you. It's us. Whoa. So we really need to focus on our own flaws and shortcomings 
that's hard to do. So it's easier to point to our spouse and say, you know, you need to get your act together. You need to change this. You need to do this. And that keeps me from having to look at what I need to change and what I need to do. And that's very damaging to a relationship in a marriage when you're pointing fingers and you're not looking at yourself. Again, this goes back to the earlier talking about selfishness. You know, this is what putting the other person first. This is what makes marriage just so challenging. I've never married a couple that I haven't said all these things to. And I've talked about it's work. Last week, I was talking about the differences, gender and background and personality and all the differences that you have and that you bring into a marriage, all these differences. So there's so many differences that you have to overcome. And then just the idea that your independent life is now changed. So it isn't always just about me and self. It's about us. It's, it's not. You can see the, the challenges. Now, listen, they can all be overcome. No doubt about it. I mean, absolutely, positively can. And of course, there's great benefits and blessings that come out of relationship because again the bible says the two become one also says this two are better than one two are better than one it's math right two are better than one two is greater than one so you can end up on absolutely on the right side of things with a uh, lifelong marriage commitment have yourself a family raise children have someone to share life together with, companionship, intimacy, I mean, you know, laughter, fun, adventure, and on and on it goes. Lots of great things that come out of it, but there are these things that can mess it up and it's going to take some effort on your part, my part, uh, each of us, each person has to do their part and, and you gotta be careful about these things so maybe one or two of these has jumped out at you today and it's something you can start working on so you can have a happier and a healthier marriage. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.